Welcome to episode two of Bucky's Road Stories. Uh, Mike from the Deathmatch Cult. And uh, today we are going to be talking with uh, the man, the myth, the legend, uh, Mr. Bucky Hintz. And as, as he continues his road stories, uh, you tell us what you got going on, Mr. Bucky. Uh, a lot, but a little. <laughs> <laughs> Just got back last night from the uh, ICW Milwaukee show, the, uh, the their Christmas show, the Insane Xmas Party. Um, overall, really good show. Um, had a little bit of everything, you know, had some comedy, had some of the deathmatch stuff, had uh, a couple really good, uh, technical matches, some high flying stuff. Um, but yeah, overall, um, pretty good. I would say. Awesome. Awesome. Um, and this was at their, their normal arena, right? Yep. At La Pica, Yep. Awesome. And then, you know, for folks that, uh, watch it too, uh, Kurt was uh, nice enough to to let Bucky uh, stream the main event, which was awesome on Bucky's part and his part. So yeah, on the cult, you got to see exclusively uh, Oren Vedit and uh, Marcus Crane in a wild, crazy matchup. So definitely, uh, that's pretty awesome. ICW really is a uh, is stepping up. Uh, I know they've got Schlack coming in and Marcus Crane in the future card. They're bringing in Jimmy Lloyd and Dan O'Hare. Uh, Nate Webb is coming in. They got a lot of stuff going on, and ICW is really a. Uh, Curtis said that next year's uh, insane age is going to be like the the biggest craziest thing they've done. So they're really uh, listening to their fans. They're bringing in you know Michael Elgins and who did, couldn't make it this time, but people along his caliber, um, you know, wrestling and stuff. So they're doing a lot of cool things out there in ICW Milwaukee. Uh, you want to uh, and. Uh, where can we uh, where can we see you, Bucky? What do you got going on too? Before we get into we'll do our, our pre show plugs. Um, pretty much, I'm on the Deathmatch Cult page group, um, or Twitter um, at my name at Bucky Hints. That's pretty much about it. Nice, nice. Um, I guess we'll start talking about the show then. Why don't you run us through the uh, run us through the process of the show? And you got there a little early too, right? Yeah, I got there about five o'clock. Um, I wanted to get down there earlier. Show didn't start till seven, um, but I wanted to be try to beat Milwaukee rush hour traffic because uh, you know I don't want to be there too early, but I don't want to be there too late. I guess you could say. So it's about a three hour drive for me. So I ended up getting there around five o'clock. So I was hoping to get there more so towards four, but I I left a little bit later. So I got stuck in traffic a little bit, but nothing too bad. Um, awesome. and Lapeka is on the south side of Milwaukee, so it's um, it's around by Miller Park. It's a few a uh, few miles away from Miller Park. Okay. So, um, so where do you come from? Uh, what are you in northern Milwaukee? Uh, no, I'm in central Wisconsin. Okay. Cool. So you wanna walk us through the through the show? What happened? What was good? What was bad? What was yeah, can do. Um, usually with a lot of these shows, a lot of the time they'll do like a, a VIP kind of thing. Um, there was supposed the VIP thing was supposed to be, I believe, like a meet and greet with Michael Elgin. However, obviously with his knee injury, surgery, et cetera, et cetera, um, he couldn't be there. Um, he, uh, from what I hear, he's going to be there at some point next year, though. So this show, instead of having the meet and greet, we had uh, three pre-show matches. Excuse me. 
Um, the first match of the night was uh, Killer Cass Carter with a C. The Carter with a C. <laughs> um, defeated the Info Warrior Tyler Baggins. Um, two local guys. One interesting thing about Tyler Baggins is his gimmick is really fucking weird. <laughs> He's like a, like a hippie, um, like time traveler or something like that. Like his, his, he come the, the, the last show he came out with patchouli, burning patchouli. So the whole arena stunk like hell. <laughs> and, um. He's got like a, he wore like a, like a headdress kind of thing of feathers yesterday, last night and uh, some dream catchers and stuff. It's real, it's a real odd shit, but um, <laughs> it was a pretty nice. short match and uh, you had Killer Cass Carter uh, getting the win in that one. Um, your second pre-show match was uh, a guy named Just Jake, which he's really, um, He's really over in Milwaukee, specifically ICW, from what I've seen. Um, and he took on Simon Says, which I know that name's been used a few times. Right. And uh, this match actually surprised me. Um, I've seen both these guys. They're on pretty much every show. Um, I know Jake's been around for a while. Um, Simon Says, I'm not sure how long he's been around. But one really cool thing with this match is... I, is um, they, they they did better than I've better than I expected. Let's say that. Okay. Um, now I I assume that's not the Simon says that did death matches in like uh, Indiana in the past. No, this guy's a much. Um, this guy's probably in his. I want to say mid twenties. Okay. Okay. He's a pretty young dude. Um, in that match there was uh, outside interference from um, just Jake one via DQ because uh, the, the birthday boy. Jack Blackwell did a run in and they both beat up just Jake. Now, now the birthday boy thing is pretty new. Um, before that, Jack Blackwell was like a straight edge kind of thing. You know, he's got a tattoo on his arm that says drug free. Um, it was like the straight edge kind of gimmick. Right. However, now he comes to the ring with like birthday cake shorts, like, uh, <laughs> you know, like a, what do you call it? Uh, like a, like a beauty pageant. Those little like, Things they wear across their shoulders, I can't think of the name of them. Like a sash, I guess you could say. Okay, okay. That says birthday boy or something on it, and he comes up with a birthday hat. It's uh, <laughs> it's interesting. Let's let's say that. Um, you know, he says numerous times throughout the match that it's his birthday. <laughs> so uh, it's it's interesting. I'm kind of kind of want to see if it if it does anything or, I mean, the crowd kind of, the crowd kind of thinks it's goofy, which it's supposed to be obviously, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, then your third pre-show was the Wanderer AC Riley with Val Malone, uh, defeated Taylor Sullivan, who is, I guess, a long lost relative of Kevin Sullivan from what I've heard. Gimmick wise. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> yeah. So, those are your pre-show matches. You just had three of them. Usually they just do a couple, you know, they're usually like five, five, ten, six, seven minute matches. So you're not going to get like a Matt classic usually in the pre-show matches, but they're just to get the show started up and cool. give some of these younger guys some, uh, some time, you know, that's awesome. No, that's good. You know, develop new talent and give them a showcase. 
Yeah, usually with ICW uh, Milwaukee, a lot of the time he Kurt uses a lot of younger local guys and, you know, gives them a platform to, um, you know, get better. Um, a lot of the time, too, with, like, doing camps, you know, like the Michael Elgin camp that he did, um, Jimmy Jacobs, um, who else recently? I'm not sure if Cole Cabana did one earlier this year, but, you know, usually when he brings in names, he likes to do a camp, too. Right. That's awesome. <laughs> So you want me to get to the main show? Yeah. All right. So in your opener, you had the Pitbull Zach McGuire um, defeated the birthday boy, Jack Blackwell with Miss Birthday. So he has a valet who is Miss Birthday. (laughs) From what I've heard, this whole birthday thing is his idea. So like I said, we'll we'll see what happens with it. (laughs) Now, uh... There was no burlesque at this show, right? I just want to check real quick. No, there's no burlesque. Um, All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's next month. <laughs> Kurt, burlesque. Yeah. Right. Send him a message. <laughs> I will send him one later. <laughs> so then, Kurt. next match. Sorry? Nothing. I was going to say, dear Kurt. All right. <laughs> Type my letter. <laughs> So your next match, you had Jack Moody and Asa Mitchell um, defeated the Marman, which is Mario Andrew Cravello and Derek St. Holmes. It was a tag, but w- what happened is, is um, so the Marman's whole gimmick is like involves his like penis, basically, um, kind of right. like a Joey Ryan kind of thing, but not. Um, right. It's a little bit different. Uh, he's kind of like a, I don't know. I guess you could say like a. Like a more vulgar version, I guess, because, you know, at ICW, you know, you're going to hear a lot of F words. You're going to hear a lot of vulgarity. You're going to hear, you're going to hear a lot of weird, crazy shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, nice. chances are odd there sometimes. But um, Jack Moody is some kind, I've never seen Jack Moody before. And Ace Mitchell is kind of, they call him, like his gimmick is kind of like the violent gentleman. Okay. Um, he does this kind of like gentleman kind of gimmick. And what happened is, um, so Jack Mooney and Asa Mitchell started the match off against the Marman because um, Derek St. Holmes wasn't there. So at some point in the match, um, Derek St. Holmes appears, comes in with his clothes all torn up. Like he got beaten up or something like that. Well, Marman went to go take the, get the hot tag, and Derek St. Holmes came in there, and all three of them beat him up. So now, Marman's usually a heel, but apparently now he's a face now. Hey. Your next match of the night was uh, Adam Grace defeated Yanni GQ Yanos. Um, two young dudes. Um, both these guys are really good. Um, really enjoy. Um, Yanni's a very good wrestler. Um, you know, he's been ICW world champion a few times. Um, always puts on really solid matches. Um, Adam Grace is another young guy, Wisconsin independent wrestler, who. You know, they're they're very similar. They have about the same kind of build, um, the same kind of style. Uh, yeah, that was a really good match. I expected that it would be um, as good as it was. <laughs> Excuse me. So then you had the uh, they had a three way with the real McCoy JDX defeated Kyle Pro and Riley Jackson in a triple threat match. Um, I think all three. You know, JDX and Kyle Pro, I believe, are from Minnesota. Riley Jackson, I think, is from... I don't know if he's from Minnesota. 
but I believe that he trained at the um, the academy with uh, Ken Anderson, Eric Cannon, and I think Sean Devari is still a trainer there, but I'm not real sure. Talented bunch. Yeah, that's um. Well, Airwolf, you've heard of Airwolf, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, that's where he trained as well. Okay. Um. So next, you had your tag team titles with the Foley brothers defending against the Bear Kingdom. Um, Bear Kingdom is really over at La Pica Lounge. Like, um, I believe, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure Bear Kingdom, they're both Puerto Rican guys. They're both younger Puerto Rican guys. Okay. And, um, like, uh, it's Juan Hernandez and, um, also Turco. So also Turco, when he comes out, he has like this giant, it's like a bear mask, not really, but it's, hard to explain it's almost like football shoulder pads with a bear head on it so it's real interesting it looks really cool the crowd loves those guys and uh they ended up defeating the foley brothers to win the tag titles um they did some suicide dives and stuff like that um i really enjoy the match like i i usually enjoy um bear kingdom as well as the foley's when they're doing the tag stuff or singles. I'm a fan of all four of them. Well, the Foley's have done a bunch of have done death uh, too. Have done some deathmatch stuff too, right? Yeah, Pitstain. Yeah, Pitstain and um and uh, Mo Foley. Yeah, and they also run their own promotion too here in, here in Wisconsin as well. What down promotion? in uh, Lake Geneva area. What's the name of it? It's called um, Wicked uh, WF and W. Okay. Usually it's kind of like a kind of like a juggalo kind of promotion, I guess you could say. Do a lot of stuff like that. Sorry, I'm taking some food out right now. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> um, but yeah, they run they run WF and W, which they've had like um, various, you know, like I, I'm not sure if they've had Pondo there, but they've had like um, the Weed Man. I think has been there before. Um, just like a variety of people. Cool. But they own a bar in Lake Geneva so that they used to run shows out of. Oh, nice. Called Foley's Bar. <laughs> hey, you know. Now, where's Lake Geneva in uh, Wisconsin? Uh, it's like southern Wisconsin. Okay. I believe it's like south, like southeast. Cool. Yeah, well, we got our geography down for the day here. <laughs> we know where everything is. So then your next was, um, they did kind of a thing where, where the birthday boy, Jack Blackwell, he was trying to petition, some people may or may not know, um, ICW Milwaukee did a, a fan vote um, to see who would challenge Jovi Avalon for the world title because, you know, Michael Elgin got hurt. Uh, Jack Blackwell was petitioning that he felt like he should um, get that title shot. So he came out demanding a title shot saying that he should, you know, he's the birthday boy and... It's his birthday wish to get a, a, a world title shot. <laughs> so him and Miss Birthday come out, and they're cutting a promo, and Joey Avalon came, comes out with his shovel, and uh, dysfunctions in the ring, and you know he makes a comment that uh, the shovel got more votes than Jack Blackwell did. Um, <laughs> it's just kind of funny. The, whole, the segment was kind of funny, but it, it was cool. So then, yeah, Joey Avalon came out with his shovel. Um, Real short match, pretty much just 
maybe like a minute match, minute and a half match. Joey Avalon ended up uh, beating him. So then you had the uh, the real contender, Evil Sierra, who won the fan vote. Um, she she was the challenger for Joey Jet Avalon's uh, ICW World Heavyweight Title. Um, I, I love this match. Um, it's about what I, it's about what I expected from it. Um, Evil Sierra is only like 19, 20 years old. I, mean, I think she's only been wrestling maybe three, four years, maybe. Um, don't quote me on that though. Um, and Avalon's been around for quite a while. I mean, he's he's um, he's one of the best indie guys in Wisconsin easily. Um, hopefully, get to see him on some bigger platforms as well. Awesome. Hint, hint, game changer wrestling. <laughs> I think that he would do awesome there. Um, not trying to bring them up, you know, because this is about ICW Milwaukee, but oh, I would well. love to see Joy Avalon and GCW. Lauderdale, DeMonto, book it. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, I think that people would really enjoy it. I mean, the shovel thing's kind of funny, but, you know, I think people would, I think people would really like it because he's, he's very entertaining. And he's very good in the ring as well. All right. So then you had your your main event, which was the Xmas gimmicks and light tubes of uh, the ICW alternative title, um, or invite defending against uh, Marcus Crane. This match started off a little bit weird. Um, I'm sure most people that are probably listening to this have seen the live stream or watched the match at least um, with the whole candy cane fight or whatever. Yeah. Uh, that confused me a little bit, but I was like, yeah, well, whatever, I guess. They were crossing the swords. Into the deathmatch stuff. You're not supposed to cross the swords. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even the referee got in. They had a three-way sword cross. Yeah. Well, that's why he told me. He said, you got to put it through the middle. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Is the volume messed up? I can hear you good. Well, the volume seems kind of low. My, I hear you fine on my end. Oh, okay. I just wanted, I just didn't know. Yeah. So, um, sorry? I said, yeah, no, you're good here. I'll turn it up a little on this one, but you're loud. Okay. Sorry, I'm too loud. <laughs> oh, no, you're fine. You're fine. Um, so you had, you had this, the whole, the whole, st- one cool thing that they're doing with, with this whole, this whole feud, I guess you could say it's a feud now, um, is that they're going on the real life story from Insane Eight when Marcus Crane got hurt he was supposed to win the insane eight. So Marcus's whole thing now is, you know, I, I never lost my title. Uh, I was supposed to win the insane eight. And because I got hurt, you took everything that I was supposed to have. So, um, you know, most people saw the match. So I don't, you know, um, if you haven't seen it, check it out on the page, you know, still, it'll be up for, I'm assuming quite a long time. Um, so, you know, a lot of back and forth stuff. Um, one thing is with the with the live feed, I cut it off as soon as I could because I didn't want to have the music on there because the whole copyright Facebook stuff, blah, blah, blah. Right. But um, after the match, they did um, Marcus, you know, and, and Orin shook hands. Um, you know, Marcus cut a promo, basically, you know, how Orin is, you know, coming up. He's a crazy motherfucker. He can't wait to see him at 400 degrees in GCW. Um, you know, Marcus also said that <laughs> lately, my people might have noticed that he's been wearing a shirt a lot lately when he's been doing matches. 
Um, I'm assuming because he doesn't want to get fucked up. You know, Marcus has fucked himself up enough. He doesn't need to do that every show. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. Well, he wrestled without his shirt last night because he said that he, you know, Orin wrestles like that, and it was out of respect. You know, if he's going to fuck himself up, then he wanted to be on that same uh, respect level, I guess you could say. Um, and then Marcus kind of swerved everybody a little bit. Um, he ended up uh, he ended up kicking uh, Orin Vite in the low in the low area, I guess you could say. And <laughs> sorry. That he kicked him in the balls. <laughs> yes, there you go. He kicked him in the testicles. <laughs> so, uh, and then turned heel. He basically told him, fuck you. He said, um, you know, I'm not ready to give up my spot yet. And uh, you're not the man yet, basically. So I, uh, I did get a clip of some of the after show stuff, but I didn't get the heel turn stuff. So um, I'm excited to see Marcus as a heel. He's like, we're not doing this Titanic music anymore. He's like, this is the last time you're going to hear this music. And, uh, yeah, I guess we'll see. Uh, I think Marcus could be a really good heel because, I mean, if he wants to be a dick, he can be a fucking pretty good one. Oh, you know? he, can <laughs> he can be, absolutely. <laughs> he can get heat. Right. He's, he's, good at a, he's, he's good at heel. He's got the heel thing going to VOW, too, now. So, you know, when yeah. him uh, him and uh, G Raver and John Wayne Murdoch uh, attacked Slack. So that'll be interesting to see in the future how that plays out there, too. Yeah, we'll see that in about four months, probably, huh? Yeah, four or five months. Yeah. Uh, then they're tag team partners in GCW. What's that? Then they're tag team partners in GCW. Yeah, yeah, well, <laughs> kayfabe, kayfabe. Oh, yeah, that's cool, though. I like that. I think it's awesome. Uh, I think I think it's cool when promotions put feuds into. That's the only knock I'll give GCW. Uh, they had Matrima and Gage. They built a beautiful feud. Uh, Marcus and Slack had a nice little thing going. They built up for Slack and Gage, but they haven't. They kind of got away from the feud thing. That's not a negative. That's the only kind of thing I'd say I I kind of miss because they were all about feuds. If you remember. Yep, I remember. I, I mean that Tremont Gage was a you know six month feud, you know three matches, epic. Yeah, it was good I enough. would say it'd be cool to see a nice long term feud, you know. Right. I'm 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 an old school guy. I'm an old territory kind of guy, so I like that old feud and the build up. And and I did an interview this morning with the Hardway guy who's doing a who's shooting the Hardway uh, documentary, which is gonna be really cool. He's been going behind the scenes all these shows, ICW or not ICW, but GCW and VOW and H2O and CZW. And we were talking about how you know things come from Memphis. And I say this a lot, but I don't think people really give Memphis the credit. I think that's where hardcore wrestling was born. Uh maybe maybe also in uh Amarillo, Texas and in Puerto Rico, but really they had their barbed wire matches in Memphis first. They had the gimmick matches, you know, to the Toledo uh, Toledo stand, uh, concession stand brawl. I mean, so much stuff came out of Memphis. Right. You know, go back and watch those old Memphis tapes, which I do. I mean, obviously, uh, a lot of people just think, oh, Memphis is the Lawler and his crown, and uh, bloody feuds, him and Terry Funk, him stabbing Funk in the eye, Eddie Gilbert running him over with a fucking car. I mean, there's, <laughs> there's all kinds of crazy-ass feuds, you know? And, right. Uh, just the uh, gold, him and Austin Idol, a uh, year build up. 
in the cage where he lost his hair. I mean, I just go back. It's nice to see the feud, so I, I think it's cool that Kurt is doing that with the Marcus uh, and uh, Oren feud. Now, what, what, what show is coming up next for them? They have the, the ICW Rumble, I think it is. Um, just real quick, one real quick point I want to I want to oh, put out oh, there. My bad. Um, after the Crane Oren is when um Kurt announced dysfunction. Sorry, it, most people know me either way. Um, announced that uh, Nate Webb is going to be on the next show in a three way with Marcus Crane and Oren Vite in a ladders, Legos, and chairs match that's for gonna, their alternative title. That's going to be a lot of fun. So that's going to be the main event of the January 20th show, which is the show next month, which is... Um, insane Rumble. Yeah, Insane Rumble... Three. Let's see here. Insane Rumble three. Is that three yes. it is? Yes, sir. Okay, I got the card for that right in front of me. Do you want me to go through that real quick? Please. Um, so like I said, the three-way for the alternative title. You got the ICW world title, which is uh, Joey Avalon uh, invoked his rematch. So it's going to be Sierra defending the title against Joey Avalon. Um, you have a grudge match with the Marman and a mystery partner versus Derek St. Holmes Esquire and Asa Mitchell. Um, you got the ICW tag team titles. Bear Kingdom defeating are defending against Shoots and Wanderers. Um, this next match I'm really, really looking forward to, and that's the ICW Midwest title. So you got Robert Eagle Anthony with Frankie the Clown. Um, taking on Ice Pick Vic Capri, which I think that's going to be a banger. I think it's going to be a really solid match. Um, that in the main event, I'm really looking forward to. And, uh, yeah, Vic, then you got some, go sorry, ahead. no, go ahead. Oh, you, you were going to talk about Vic. Go, go ahead. I was going to say he's he's a guy that's been around for a long time too. Doesn't get the credit. Uh, he should, you know, he did a lot of early IWA stuff. Fuck, he was, uh, you know, Chicago doing Windy City stuff back in the day. If anybody's familiar with the Windy City promotion, that's a promotion that started running in the 1980s in the uh, Chicago area and uh, had a lot of big name talent come through it. Uh, you know, your Bruiser Brodies, Bam Bam Bigelow's, uh, Paul Heyman actually was there, did uh, booked them for a little while. Eddie Gilbert came through there. A lot of local talent came through there too. But, uh, you know, he's a guy who's been around for a long, long time, so it's cool to see him, you know, still around. I think he's 45 or 46. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's in his early 40s, yeah. You know, he started out in the Windy City in uh, the late 90s, and obviously they weren't what they were, but I know, uh, you know, he did a lot of stuff with Christopher Daniels early, too. Christopher Daniels is another guy who started out in the Windy City area. Um, he actually took him on the fourth uh, ECW Super Cup. They actually had a really cool match with Vic Capri. You know, and, and him and uh, Chris Daniels kind of went back and forth in different promotions. Uh, you know, MCW in Chicago and some other places like that. So it's just cool to see Vic, uh, Vic in that. And obviously Vic did a lot of stuff in IWA Mid-South in the early 2000s, too. Yeah, Definitely. Yeah, it's cool to see him around more often. I, I know he does some shows in uh, Illinois area, but um, haven't really, you know, um, ICW has pretty much been the only one to bring him up here to the Wisconsin area lately. Awesome. So then we got Stacey Shadows taking on Tyler Sullivan. Um, and then you got um, Jake Hoffman and Zach McGuire taking on Simon Says and Jack Blackwell. And then you have the Insanity Rumble. So that is your card tentatively for next month. Now, what's the Insanity Rumble? Is that just like a battle royal or 
Where is it? What's going on there? <clears throat> um, I think it's uh, I think it's Hardcore Battle Royal, maybe. Okay. Uh, but I'm not 100% sure. I've actually never seen one, so I'm not real sure exactly what it is. Gotcha. You going to that show, are you? Um, yeah, pretty sure I'm going to be at this one. I know the one after it I'm excited about. Um, the Insanity Crusade 2. Um, that one looks looks awesome so far. You got uh, Oren Vedit uh, going against Jimmy Lloyd. You've got Slack and Marcus Crane, number three, which will be the third time they've had a singles match. Then you've got Big Scared and O'Hare against the Psycho Chase McCoy. That's looking like a crazy card right there. Yeah, so yeah, um, those are the three matches they announced for so far. Um, and then I'm on here, Mikey Wilde is going to make his ICW return in a hardcore war as well. Awesome. And then I kind of like what he's got going on in March, too. He's doing that hardcore deathmatch challenge thing where he's put guys that don't normally do hardcore and deathmatches into a tournament. Yep, and that's for a spot in Insane 8. Yeah, that's really cool. I like that idea. Because sometimes you get the best deathmatches from the guys that don't do them. Yeah, I think I think these ones are going to be more like hardcore matches. Well, right. depending on depending on who's in them, um, like for the most part, a lot of the time, you know, when I go to the shows, I can pretty much tell who's going to do what, you know, depending on on who they are, you know, because not not everybody wants to do tubes and barbed wire and tacks and all right. that stuff, you know. Some just want to do you know doors or chairs or or whatever, you know, which is nothing wrong with that. You know, <clears throat> but um, yeah, I guess uh, right here it says eight non-hardcore wrestlers will put in a hardcore death matches. The eight will do battle to earn a future title shot. That's what it says on here. But I've heard that it's for a spot in Insane Eight, but that might have changed. That's awesome. That's a cool concept. I know uh, when you look at people that don't do a lot of death matches, I go back to the IWM itself. I think it was the first So You Want to Be a Death Match star. I think it was that show. Uh, Cole Riddick. Uh, took on Justin Storm, and I thought that match was fucking amazing. And Cole Riddick really doesn't do a lot of death stuff. He's done was a that few. this year's or last year's? No, last year's. It was last year's. I thought that was one of the better matches IWA had that year. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I think it was a hidden gem. If you haven't watched it, you know, anybody listening, check it out. It was just nonstop. They just, just, it was the fans bringing the weapons match. They just fucked each other up nonstop. It was just go, go, go. Uh, I was really impressed with both of them. You know, Storm's obviously done some more death matches, but Reddick doesn't, he really doesn't wrestle for Ian much anymore, and he doesn't do the death match stuff. He does a lot of stuff with the Rockstar Pro guys, but then that match was fucking gold. If you haven't seen it, check it out. Do yourself a favor. It's a really good, good match. Uh, so, Mr. Mister Bucky Wild, what else you got coming up on the uh, road road trips? Where we're going to uh-huh. see coming up next? Um... We got uh, we got a first wrestling again, so <laughs> nice. We got uh, the two. They're doing uh, Russellpalooza, which is uh, two day, two days. Nice. And I'm not sure what people have heard or haven't heard, or you know, because I'm not real sure. But I have tickets for both days. Um, and David Arquette is booked for it. <laughs> I and heard. Pretty sure he's going to be wrestling Colt Cabana. I've heard. I've heard. That's, that's kind of a cool match, and that's the I'm burlesque. For it. That's the burlesque. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm, well, you know, I'm, it's what? Uh, what's that burlesque star again? What's her name? Oh, uh, Queenie Von Curves. 
Queenie Von Curves will be there too, folks. So we should go and support Queenie Von Curves. Right. She'll be at the uh, the first uh, Palooza show. I am almost tempted to fly out myself. <laughs> but uh, so there, next is Russell Palooza. Then after that, we got uh, Freelance vs. GCW, which is uh, that weekend that GCW is going to be in Chicago area, and then uh, GCW 400 Degrees. And we could do a wild show sometime after that, after you recover and recuperate. Yeah, there's like four or five shows in January thus far, so I, I think maybe six, actually. Oh, where else are you going? Uh, well, the two Wrestlepalooza shows. Yeah. Now, Sasuke is going to be both of them, too, right? Uh, yeah, Sasuke. Yeah, great Sasuke. Yep. That's going to be uh, a cool DJZ, I heard, too. Yeah. Um, Candice LeRae, I want to say, might be. Really? Let me look. I thought she was saying. Yeah. They thought she was in WWE, but maybe not. Maybe it's not Candice LeRae. I know it's some. Uh, no, no, no. What's the. Allison K? Oh, Allison K. Okay. Cool. Real quick. Allison K for sure. Uh, all right. I'm right here. And I believe both these shows are going to be sold out as well. Um, they usually do sell out. So what happens is they sell out and then people complain about how they didn't get tickets, yet they told them about 30 times that. Tickets were running low. So DJZ, Kikataru, uh, David Arquette, Cole Cabana, Shane Strickland. Shane Strickland's going to be wrestling great Sasuke on that uh, first that's, show, I believe. That's going to be a wild match. Uh, uh, that's going to be a cool one. I want to hope I can check out sometime somewhere online. That sounds like a cool match. So then you got Allison K, Darren Corbin, Airwolf, Kimberly. Kimberly was the one I was thinking of. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of good talent. Yeah, it's I mean these show these shows sell out. That place is totally packed for these WrestlePalooza it's shows. And then they got a band like we talked about the other week. Right. It says the first one is sold out already. Yep. But and then the second one is tickets are low. One thing with these shows too is is pretty much um there's no seating at these shows. It's okay. all standing. Nice. Um, so they do GA pretty much when you buy a ticket, it's all GA. So you want to get a good view or be up close, you got to show up early. Definitely. Yeah. The second day, but they did say that they were not going to repeat any matches from the first day to the second day. That's awesome. It's still the same talent, obviously, but not the same matches. Well, that's what I got going on in January thus far. Sounds like a busy January. Yeah, it should be a fun one. Uh, new job starting next week, so I'll get more weekends off, and it'll make it much easier to go to shows. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah, the GCW show is looking killer. It's looking killer. Yeah, did you, um, did you see they just added another match, I think, yesterday? Oh, yeah? I mean, it might not have. DJ Zevers Jungle Boy? No, I didn't. Cool. 400 degrees? Cool. I think I, I saw D, I saw Jungle Boy, but I didn't see that they added the DJZ. No shit. That's yep, cool. that was last night. That's cool. Masoka and Cologne's going to be crazy. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, I'm really excited for that show in general. Yep. But one thing we were talking about last night is, um, you know, is that building going to be really um, – are they going to allow the same things that Villa Park did, you know, with 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 – Excessive amounts of tubes, you know what I'm saying? 
Oh, they ran the Resistance Pro, uh, ran the Women's Deathmatch Tournament there. Right, but they they didn't use right. a hell of a lot of tubes there because that right. apparently that building is like a city building. <laughs> From what I heard. That's a good question. Yeah, so I wonder, you know, I, I think the way the way it was there when it, you know, like some shows, obviously, when you have how your seating is arranged, how close people are to the ring and stuff like that. Um, I know the resistance show, like we were, I was front row for that. And I was pretty, I was pretty far away from the ring. I don't, I don't know. Maybe if that's, they're going to do is have people a little bit farther away. So it's less of a risk. I know the last show they had some light tube cabins. I don't know how many, but I know that the finish was a Pondo and uh, Joseph Swartz, I think a light tube cabin. Okay. At least that's what I heard. I didn't watch the whole show. I should have because it's on our page, but I just didn't have time yet to watch it all. So I don't know. Man, we need... I'm going to start a GoFundMe page so we can buy GCW a building. So <laughs> whatever the fuck they want. Right. I'm going to go start Game it Game changer world again. What's that? Game changer world again. Right. We're going to get our own game changer world. I'm going to head to New Jersey with some lumber. I'll start building it. Because uh, I want to see those legendary shows from last year that were fucking insane. Right. Uh, I know most people say, well, maybe six death matches is not enough. That's just right for me. <laughs> Even seven's okay. I, uh, none of the, none, nowhere else did I go, oh, I'm bored with these shows. They're amazing. And I love what they're doing now, too. Don't get me wrong. It's just uh, those shows are fucking insane. Right. Insane. Uh, oh, I'm just looking too. They added Simon Grimm to Bloodsport. Yep, I've seen that. That's cool. I'm lazy. I still don't even have a Bloodsport ticket yet. What's that? I don't even have a Bloodsport ticket yet. Oh, no shit. You didn't get uh, the package for all the shows? I thought about it. I just, eh. I, ha- I haven't, yet, uh, haven't yet dove right into that quite yet. It's a lot of time. <laughs> yeah. And a lot, of, a lot of other things, you know, with other shows and... Life, you know, the whole the whole sure. ball of wax, I guess you could say. Sure. Um, one thing I did think about and had a conversation with uh, a good friend of mine who attends shows constantly. I mean, he's been at IWA. He goes to almost every AEW show. Um, is with that building, I said, you know, they probably could use tubes, but like you said, with the cabins, have it where it's not swinging them at each other. Right, right, right. You, know, you can do the gimmicks, but not when you're swinging <laughs> Swinging them and it's flying in the crowd and all that kind of right. stuff. More, more of a controlled kind of balance, I guess you could say. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. When I build their building, I'm gonna build like a hockey, like plastic hockey walls for them. So oh, they okay. Can do whatever they want. You know what I mean? Wouldn't that be yeah. cool? That'd be an interesting concept. Motion inside of the, the hockey thing, because then they can do whatever the fuck they want, and they can, and you can still be right there seeing it. Right. But it won't hit you. <laughs> right. Well, you know, deathmatch promotions and promoters, if you're listening to me, get a hockey place. <laughs> Glass can't hit the fans. Right. But and where's you, the fun in that? <laughs> uh, when you still can be right there, you can still see it. You, you, right. you thought is it smashes in front of your face. You'll have shock and all yet. There's a light bulb right. comes. It's like 3D. Right. But uh, yeah, you know, when I build a new game changer world, my, it's going to have a hockey thing in it. So. <laughs> uh, come spring, I'll be heading to Jersey with my truck and some lumber. Build, right. build them a new arena because I want to see uh, eight or nine death matches. 
<laughs> no. But, yeah, they got a lot of a lot of things going on. I see Tremont is announced for 400 degrees too. Oh, is he? Yeah, yeah. Tremont MJF is too. Oh yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah, Tremont MJF. But they got half the card already announced for 400 degrees. So yeah, um, I think it looks got... to be a very very good one. Yeah, I think the whole Dynasty card is announced too, isn't it? Ah, uh, the Destiny. Destiny. I'm sorry. Dynasty. Um, I was right. You're wrong. Dynasty, not Destiny. <laughs> I'm looking I mean, at. I have it all written down. I always have to write stuff down. Um, you know, Teddy Hart and Jimmy Lloyd was announced, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm excited about Gage and Dickinson. I think that's going to be a fucking knockdown match. Oh uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's going to be a knockdown match up. Uh, uh, I, I finally feel like somebody might beat Gage. I haven't felt that way in a long time. I felt like they're all exhibition matches, and he couldn't lose. But and he probably won't. But I could feel like Dickinson could beat him. Yeah, but uh, I don't I think, think he will. I mean, it's a regular though. You know what I'm saying? Don't think he'll beat him, but I feel like he could. Does that make sense? Yeah, I get what you're saying. I didn't, I didn't feel like Jack Evans could beat him or Rich Swan. It wasn't going to ever happen. I didn't feel like <laughs> no, no. I just didn't feel like that was a you know even in the cards. But, you know, in my mind, I guess I feel uh, that, uh, you know, there's a chance. Like, well, we see. We got PCO and Tanaka. Uh, going to be crazy. PCO's last indie match. Tremont and Eric Ryan. Going to be cool. Slack and Marcus against uh, Cannonball and uh, G. Raver. Interesting matchup. Orange Cassidy is against Kikataro. Could care less. Uh, <laughs> just, just being honest. Jungle Boy right. against KTB. Could be cool. Who's on? Did they say Unbreakable Andy's taking on? Uh, no, not yet. I'm hoping it's Tony Deppin. Yeah, that'd be cool. And then Jimmy I Lloyd, guess. Jimmy Lloyd, and uh, Teddy Hart. Looks like they're kind of trying to steer Jimmy a different direction. Yeah, yeah. It's um, well, you know, the, I know you guys. You were in Steven's podcast. I know you. Uh, I believe you know it was kind of a. You guys referenced the Rich Swan and Lloyd to be more like a PWG match. Yeah. Which I, I, I can agree with that to a point. Um, but you know, on the, on the flip side though, I mean, Jimmy's not a small guy. No, you no, know? he lost some weight. Skinny, but, but I mean, I love, I was a big fan of that match. I mean, even with the botches, right. you know, I think, I think the botches helped it a little bit more than it hurt they it. They do. They do. I, I don't even want to bring up Sabu today, but Sabu just did another bad Twitter thing. But, yes, uh, the botches. Did you see the Sabu thing? No, no. And I'll read it in a minute. He's made Twitter news again. Somebody made a great response, which I love. Sabu was awesome for 20 years. And he never spoke. Someone please tell him to shut the fuck up. <laughs> they made a comment on the cult page I was fucking crying because uh, I think Andy posted it earlier and uh, I'll read it to you it's kind of eh, Sabu should just stop okay this is a Sabu put on Twitter yes a sad ending to FMW after the last show the owner killed himself now that's funny but he <laughs> let me finish but he could only pull that shit once what's even funnier is we didn't get paid laugh out loud now that's funny <laughs> yeah, yeah, Sabu's uh he's a he's he should probably get off of Twitter. 
Something else put uh, uh, my good friend Pierre, who uh, runs a promotion up in Canada, he put time to lay off the coke and go back to the weed. Uh, right. <laughs> just reading off some comments on here. Leave the snowmans alone, somebody else. Oh, here's the one. It's always weird to me. You know, someone has a gimmick for 30 years about not speaking. Then they go on Twitter and they're fucking sound like an idiot. Oh, <laughs> we could have. Oh, somebody else said he has a dry sense of humor, which could very well be. And somebody else said he's a scumbag. I don't know. I love Sabu's in ring work. I'm not going to get into the political things that he says. You probably should just stay off of Twitter. <laughs> you probably go back to your gimmick. Because I love Sabu matches. I could watch them all day. But right. uh, he says some pretty crazy things on Twitter. So, yeah, that's that's funny. Wow. <laughs> right. again. Okay, we'll get off of that. <laughs> that's, that's your news clip for today, folks. Uh, you can you can read that on the Deathmatch Call page. <laughs> it's on a deathmatch call page also this morning. We've got Seco Play versus Violento Jack versus Midio Extremo versus Arrow Boy in a 20 minute DTU deathmatch. All right. Shameless plug. Oh, yeah. Shameless plug. Looks like a pretty crazy fucking match, though. I'm watching it now. But yeah. Folks could check that out. Um, So, what shows do you have tickets for for uh, WrestleMania weekend? Uh the spring break shows. Okay, nice. Nice. They got yeah, uh, the spring break three, and then I have the spring break three part two clusterfuck. Nice. Yeah, it's shaping up to be a good weekend. Uh, Blackcraft's got some cool shit. I like the IW, I, ISW, or excuse me, IWS show that's got a Tremont Green Phantom and Nick Gage. And the Interspecies show has got Viking. Against someone, I can't forget. In the Lego match, I forget who the fuck it was. I have to look it up. But uh, I'm hoping Viking will be back in GCW. Love yeah, ho- hopefully. I mean, I I'm a big fan of Viking. Oh, huge! I'm a big fan of Viking. Way back in um, IWS, I see him live a few times. I fucking love Viking. And then he just got so insane in uh, GCW. He just brought the, you know, he was one of those big stars. Those early. Uh, his early shows, most definitely. Yeah, him and Marcus in the, in the yeah. holy match or whatnot. Yeah, him and Marcus. Him and Slack had a wild match. Him and Raver. Him and Danny Havoc had a wild match. Yeah, Viking was a uh, Viking was on fire. The Canadian crackhead. Right. <laughs> on fire. Have right. they announced uh, what have they announced for freelance? I know you've got tickets for that. They've announced some of the shows. They said that it's going to be ultra violence over Chicago. Do you know the matches they've announced for that? Um, I can just give me one second. No problem here. I'm I'm in there too. Let me see if I. I think it was. I think they maybe announced like two. Oh, I know Darren Corbin versus Nick Gage was a match they announced. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. I'm really looking forward to that one. Uh, right. Three of those match two. Acid Jazz, uh, Mars Rocket, and uh, Mars Rocket. Excuse me. And uh, GPA against the Rejects and KTB. Yep. Interesting. Interesting. Gage Corbin. Three-way Pat Monix versus Isaias Velasquez and Eric Ryan. Okay. That should be really good. Yeah. I was impressed with uh, Isaias Velasquez was matched with KTB they had in GCW. I really liked that match. 
Yeah, it was really good. Um, the, the only thing was was a lot out. Most of that match I missed too because they did uh, was it intermission right before? I think they did intermission before that match, so a lot of people were still outside and hanging out and partying and whatever. So if you watch the show, you can kind of see that less people are in the building. Yeah, I was gonna say they were still outside from intermission. Gotcha. In my living room, there was no intermission, so I got to see the whole match. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. We didn't have intermission at that point. We <laughs> wait till later, but uh, it's definitely cool. Yeah, so there's going to be some ultra violent stuff, so that's going to be interesting to see. Have they announced any other matches for it? Uh, I think just those three thus far. And then you're on the poster, so you're famous. You're going to be in the show too? You're going to oh, well. do a run in? If the money's right. If the money's right. Okay, freelance, <laughs> you heard it. <laughs> That's right. Bucky, Bucky will do a run-in. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, they should be announcing more stuff pretty soon for that. So that's cool. Yeah, I'm sure I expect something within the next day or two because I mean, I you got GCW's already announced half their card already. Right. I could see Craig Mitchell doing like a death match there or something. He had that one crazy match with Marcus and Freelance. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh shit! I'm just I just seen Andy's post. Sand editing to FMW. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just talking about it. Yeah, it's the Sabu one. Yeah, yeah. Stay off of Twitter, Sabu. Go back. <laughs> Go back there, buddy. You're better off when you need. He needs a new manager to talk for him. If you're looking oh, for something to talk, Sabu, I'm available. Uh, <laughs> I promise we won't we won't do any though. You won't be laughing at dead people or making fun of Jim Ross or making fun of. Oh, he made fun of Dean Ambrose's wife. I forget what the fuck he said about her. Did you I see can't... that the uh, on point masters of the mat shows tomorrow? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Point. Nick Cage and Drew Blood. Yeah, they're finally running. They haven't ran a show since uh, what, April, May. Yeah, the tournament was the last show. Yeah, the survival and, sickest. Yeah, yeah. They canceled it. It was supposed to have been originally July, and it was supposed to have been September, and now it's finally coming out. Yeah, uh, the owner's good dude, Jeff Kane, had some uh, some things come up, so he had to uh, take some time away from that. So I'm glad to see him back. Right. So he's a good dude. So I'm uh, I'm just watching uh, Low Life Louis' sons get slammed on the ground here. Oh, you're watching the G code. Uh, somebody put a GIF a GIF of it up. Oh, funny, funny story is uh, the the first guy that got body slammed out, huh? the guy with the beer in his hand where the beer went everywhere. Yeah, uh, that was my buddy Tom. Oh no shit. <laughs> yeah, so I was laughing my ass off because he picked him up. There's beer <laughs> flying everywhere. <laughs> Did he know he was getting body slammed? Oh, he knew. Okay, I was gonna say he took yeah, it really he told well. Me he was, oh, that was funny. <laughs> Yeah, you got to hold a beer. I said, I said, oh. dude, you didn't even give him any leverage at all. <laughs> Party foul. You got to hold a beer. Right? There's an old CZW uh, show. It's the one with Tommy Dreamer and Zandig. Uh, mm-hmm. War. You can see that Zandig land on me. I'm, it was this little cool bar. And what was crazy was the bar was right on the ring. Like, I'm sitting there eating my chicken wings, drinking a beer, and that's attached oh. to the ring. So they do like, it's not especially for CZW, right? Light tubes and shit. I'm eating chicken wings and light tubes. So, and uh, we went to the show, and there was a lot of light tubes, and it was, uh, I know, Gage, 
Gage and Hatred took on uh, Wife Beater and Justice Payne. There's light tubes. And that's actually the first show June Kasai came out. He didn't wrestle, but he did a run and they set his tail on fire. And they used a bunch of light tubes and shit. And uh, Dreamer, uh, I've been drinking all fucking day. So I'm drunker than a fuck. And Dreamer says something to me, move. My buddies heard him, so they, you know, we kind of did a move when we hit the ropes. So they heard him, mm-hmm. moved. So he, like, backslides John Zandig over. Lands on me, beer and cigarette. But somehow I managed to come out of it with a chip beer. I didn't lose a beer. <laughs> knocked, knocked me over right out of the fucking chair. Well, <laughs> see me holding it. Awesome. Yeah, it was crazy. So fuck you, Tommy Dreamer. <laughs> I'm watching this clip right now, this gift that you just talked about. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That was so funny. That was so funny. Yeah, I was laughing my ass off. He spilled a beer all over John Wayne Murdoch. Looks <laughs> <laughs> uh, like in his crotch, too. <laughs> I just tagged Tom in it, too. That's funny. Oh, that's funny. That was such a funny moment. Yeah. <laughs> It's fucking hilarious. Oh, I, man. I still haven't finished watching all that show yet. I'm behind. I gotta finish today. I watched I it, it, but not all of it. I haven't watched Behind Barbs, but I haven't finished it. Me I either. haven't finished the uh, H2O Christmas or H2O Halloween. I haven't started it. Neither have I. You know what's sad? <laughs> I watched it. You know what's sad? I had to finish the fucking Deathmatch Mafia show. Fucking <laughs> shit. <laughs> Steven still hasn't finished, so I can't vent my feelings about it. <laughs> you hear me, Steven? Fuck you. Finish it. He said he's halfway through and it's hard. I said, no shit. I watched it in one sitting because you said you wanted to review it. <laughs> For Patreon? What's that? For Patreon, yeah. For Patreon. I just want to tell people, um, if anyone wants to charge you a quarter for Deathmatch Mafia show, don't buy it. You're getting fucking ripped off. The worst deathmatch tournament I have ever fucking seen. I'm not going to go into details of matches because I have four pages written out of details. And none of them are good. <laughs> not, 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 the only, there's, there's 20 seconds of Terry Houston in Colt 45 that I could actually call okay. And everything else fucking sucked. And the announcer, I'll say it here so I don't get censored. I'm afraid Stephen might censor me on the other show. I'll say I'll say it here for the announcer, Boris, whatever. He does his gimmick. You're a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't funny the shit he was saying. He was talk- he was making fun of uh, African American people using the N word. Then he was and then he was talking about this thirteen year old girl in the crowd, how he'd like to get her drunk and date rape her. That ain't okay. funny. You're a piece right. of shit. I mean, he's worse than Sabu. Right, right. Well, man, gave fuck you, like my friend, like my friends in Ireland and the UK would say, "Fuck you, I'll stab you with a knife." But uh, you cunt. But yeah, there you go, there you go. Shout out to Jordan. Shout out to Vince. But uh, yeah, it was just uh, I, not only am I watching the worst death match ever, but I have this cocksucker on the commentary making me sick. Ugh. And he went on for like ten minutes about this thirteen-year-old girl. It, the, guy, the guy that was with him was uncomfortable. You could tell the other announcer was trying to change the subject. Was right. he hanging out with uh, James Ellsworth? Uh, he might have been. He should have been. <laughs> Long-lost cousin. I guess maybe, but this, this fucking show was terrible. I mean, that made the VOW cage look like a fucking hell in a cell. Right. They, they, made a, they had a chicken wire cage. 
Right. Ever, wow. That's you crazy. Get really drunk and watch it. It might be entertaining. The sober. Uh, what's that? What's that? I said, have you ever watched that show? Which show? It's like the $10 Wrestling Presents the Deathmatch Mafia Tournament. I've never watched any $10 wrestling. Yeah, it's fucking horrible. I can tell Isn't you the guys. Promotion? What's that? Isn't that Kevin Brannon's promotion? You know no, uh, he was there and you could see him in the crowd, but apparently I think Spider Boudreau ran the show. Oh, sounds like a hell of a show then. Oh, fuck, it's horrible. Yeah. And the sad part is Spider wasn't the worst wrestler there. That's the fucking. They had a guy come out in his gimmick. It was called Green Solo Cup. He had a complete green mask, body mask, everything. No eyes, no mouth. He looked like a green condom. <laughs> it was Tracy Smothers was in it. Oh Jesus! It was fucking horrible. I mean, it was <laughs> big country, Belton. It, it was yeah. most of the milestone guys. So pretty much, if you take a shit, then you take another shit and you mix them together. That's kind of the formula they did with this show. I mean, it was. I, I might get some heat, but I'm gonna make some. I'm going to make some Twitter remarks. And I think I told Steven, I think he cut me off, but I would suggest if you run low on toilet paper to wipe your ass with this DVD. <laughs> the only thing that you can get any use out of it. I mean, this was the worst show I've ever seen. And here's the worst part was, like, I, I'm not familiar with the $10 stuff. You know what I mean? Right. I know they do it, but they had a better royal. And these were, these are mentally challenged people. Did you know that? No. Oh. They, they're they're making fun of them. They're all actually like people that had some sort of mental challenge. I'm not saying this derogatory at all. I'm actually saying this kind of disgusted. These were like people who were slow. They had them in the ring doing shit. And they were all making fun of them. Through the whole show, the commentator was making fun of these people. I just found it appalling. Isn't there like a guy called The Train or something like that? Train that they look like? Yeah. He's, he's, he looks kind of disabled. He is. He was in a show. Yeah. Was he like yeah. their champion or something? He was, yeah. They had a bunch of disabled guys in a battle royal, and uh, they just constantly made fun of them. I thought it was disgusting. I'm but assuming they, they weren't trained wrestlers then, I'm assuming? I, I assume not. Oh. So, so they basically just go down to a local group home and say, hey, any of you guys want to be on a show? That's what it looked like, yeah. Jesus it Christ. Horrible. It was horrible. And then the announcers were kind of constantly making fun of them. Yeah, I was not impressed. I mean, it, it actually made me angry to listen to the show and watch it. Like, right. Uh, Crazy. Like, I didn't think that was funny, but yeah, I mean, it was fucking horrible. I mean, no offense to Spider Bedrow, but you saw it. You know, to me, you ever watched any of the early IWA Deep South shows uh, when uh, fucking uh, Smart Mark owner was booking them? Uh, oh, when Mike Burns was booking them? Mike Burns. There's Mike Quackenbush. There's Claudio. They had Necro, JC. They had good death matches. They had good, solid cards. And then it all went to shit. And then I call it the box cutter incident. After that, oh, it all stupid, got garbage. With Spider and John, that stupid box cutter, everything went the fuck after that. Yeah, I've seen that. I've seen that clip. Stupid. Stupid thing. And then, they just, and then it just became garbage. I mean, do I watch it? Yeah. I get along with Kevin. I got no problem with Kevin at all. Do I watch Carnage Cup? Yeah. They they slack different people. I've seen them all. Um, but there's a certain degree that I don't like of it. Like, I don't like the Spider-Bedros. 
and John Rares. And then I've interviewed John, and it's nothing personal against him. I don't like their style. It's just right. not me. A lot of people do. Will I watch the shows? Yeah, they're on it. I'll watch it. I'm not, you know, I don't have any kind of holy crusade against them or nothing. I appreciate that they're out there trying to do it, but that's just not the kind of deathmatch wrestling that I like. I like deathmatch wrestling with Oren Vedette, Marcus Crane, Drake Younger, guys that are hybrids that wrestle, that make it more Eric Ryan, uh, Schlack, guys that put matches into sequel play, Nick Gage. They actually wrestle. It's called right. deathmatch wrestling. It's not called deathmatch trailer park. <laughs> Big difference. Um, you know, it's not called Deathmatch in Breeding Trailer Park. I promise you. Taco Shack. What Taco Shack? It's not called. I'm surprised Ian Rotten wasn't there selling tacos. He used to work at Taco Bell. <laughs> oh, I'm going to get some heat on this one, right? Uh, oh, I'm already blocked. You'll have to write a new fucking list. They'll change it from the Doug Gilbert list to the Mike Petroselli list. We're going to sell it. We're going to sell the DVD. If you want to cover it, go print it yourself. <laughs> That's right. That's right. We talked how we really feel. So, uh, <laughs> this is me and you. So, Steven's not here. So, he can't, no censoring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with selling tacos, you know? Yeah. Fucking. I wonder where they're going to have it this year. It's not the taco place, it's some other building. Yeah. It's some, it's some other building I think they've ran before. Yeah, and fucking, and Spider's supposed to be retiring this year. What a shame. Fucking, maybe he'll make the, maybe he'll make the Hall of Fame. A WWE Hall of Fame would like to present Spider Boudreaux. Inducting him will be John Rare. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, no offense to them, but yeah, I mean, you can watch a whole John Rare and Spider Boudreaux match, and there ain't one wrestling move. <laughs> You ever notice that? I never watched one of their matches. You never? No. You just said you saw the fucking box cutter incident. Yeah, I saw a clip of it. Oh, I saw the clip. Okay. I guess I'm a blunt for punishment. I watched the whole fucking shows. But I'll tell you something. Spider Boudreau and John Rare, some of these deathmatch mafia matches, I'd rather watch Spider Boudreau and John Rare. <laughs> that fucking bad. And even Spider was in him. I mean, the one saving, the only, the only saving grace I want to say is Chewy Martinez looked really good in this tournament, and so did Colt Forty Five. But their matches still sucked because they took on other people that did suck. And right. that, no offense to them. I mean, Chewy and Tank was okay because I, I, I think Chewy's the guy who should get more bookings, and I think Colt's good too. And I like Tank. So I don't want to shit on those guys, you know. And I like Brad Cash. But, you know, when you're in a match against Spider Bedral, I mean, you're against a match against fucking a guy dressed up like a green condom. Or they had another guy called Porkchop Cash Jr. They said that was a crackhead that stole hubcaps. And he looked like he might have. Yeah, you're you're not going to have a... Dude, they had a box of death match, gimmick match, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. Two of the boxes didn't even have gimmicks on them. Let me tell you a fucking funny part of the show. I got to because I'm talking about it now. This is going to turn into a whole new podcast. It's all Mike fucking Barry's people. This will be, be out and on the Wrestling Network soon. So so they got these boxes and these gimmicks. And they have this little tiny like empty box like you get something out of. And they pushed a couple forks through it. Okay. And then they had... So the one guy lands on that one, right? Hardly sells it. Halfway through the match... He lands on an empty box that has no gimmick on it. And he sells it like the greatest, like Ric Flair. 
you don't sell landing on plastic forks, but you sell the cardboard box. I don't know. I'm going to need a lot of time, Stephen, if you hear this. I'm going to need like an hour to bitch about this show. <laughs> I feel like I got part of my life taken away because I think I think I've watched it once before, part of it. And I'm probably the only person on the planet that's watched it twice. <laughs> I am probably the only motherfucker on the planet. <laughs> I feel like I I feel like I should get some kind of reward or something or some counseling. Holy the first shit. time wasn't good enough, so you had to do it once to get. No, someone on Patreon paid us to do it. Oh for, shit! No, that's the only reason I watched it. Someone right. did the high tier and not did the pay part, but I tried to do it with the fans. You know, they ask. I think that right. person was trying to get at us. Ha ha! But uh, <laughs> that's a cool idea though. Request shitty shows. I'll give you a great commentary on them. All right. I don't know. You're gonna have a hard time topping this one, though. Maybe look into some. Uh, well, I don't want to say his name because I'm kind of nice to him on the page, but I won't repeat who I was gonna say. But look at uh, you know, there's some other shitty shows out there too. Look around. Right. You want me to review them? You can find them. You want to review a good show? We'll do it. But uh, I I think this one's the champion. I think this the worst death match. And I hope you know what? Hey, I hope people hear me and they go out and buy it. Good for the promotion. Because I got nothing against him. I mean, I don't like Boris Decay. I'd like to fist fight him because he fucking sounds like a piece of shit pedophile to me. And I know that might be his gimmick, but there's a line where you cross on gimmick. You know what I mean? With taste. Right. And uh, I don't wish nothing bad. His tank was on there. Tank is cool. A Chewy, Colt 45. Yeah, give these guys some money, man. Check it out. You might like it. You might think it was amazing. It's a different kind of thing. You know, I'm more into the hybrid deathmatch wrestling. Um, I don't like the hack and slash. You know what I mean? Right. Place for it. You know, early deathmatch tournaments, there were a lot of hack and slash. I mean, even if you look at the early TODs, I mean, well, there were some wrestling moves, but there was no five star clinics. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. There's a lot of hack and slash. Same with the early IWA tournaments. So, you know, just wrestling's evolved. Deathmatch Mafia is about 20 years behind. Um, <laughs> the Deathmatch Mafia just found out that George Bush Sr. became president, and then he died the next day. <laughs> fucking time warp or something but uh do you want to chime in on this you haven't watched it you're gonna watch it now aren't you ah uh, it's it's well, a, it's a strong consideration i sold you i'm actually a representative from the deathmatch mafia they pay me uh to come on here and bash them so that way people go out and check it out <laughs> <laughs> i'm a, i'm the, i'm the heather club <laughs> right Yes, the Deathmatch Mafia Club. I'm in lots of clubs. That's one of my favorite clubs, though. The Deathmatch Mafia Club. So I'd like to say, if you have two hours of your life um, that you're not busy, uh, check out the Deathmatch Mafia show. It'll change your life. It changed mine. All right, <laughs> get off of that. Uh, so we talked about upcoming shows. Uh, what do you got going on in February? Any shows that lined up? Um... Um, I know a game changer show for sure. I'm yeah. I'm looking at that one, um, but I'm starting. Like I said, I'm starting a new job, so I gotta see. I'm gonna see if I can get that weekend off. But right, right, right. Uh, it's probably fifty-fifty. You have every weekend a new job. Um, yeah, I only be on call one weekend a month. Oh, that's cool. That's so the cool. other three I'd have off, but you know, gotcha. Can't do all of them, you know. 
No, no, you gotta do the job first, most definitely. Most definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. But that's a cool schedule either way, so you'll be good for 99% of everything. Yeah, for sure. Deathmatch Mafia, huh? You're looking it up, aren't you? See? I sold you. <laughs> it's, on high, it's on the High Spots page if you want it. If you want to join High Spots to get it. I don't know Smart Mark. I think Smart Mark sells it too. Pretty sure they do. I'm going to look right now while we're talking about it. Yeah, see, I can review something and be a little bit crazy about it, but still. When is it, 2016? Yeah, yeah. Sounds right. Oh, shit, they got it on Blu-ray even. Wow. <laughs> Fuck me. A chicken yeah. wire cage from hell final? Yeah, that was from hell. Yeah. Nice. Carpet strip hell. Death uh, bats, bring your own weapons, light tube bundles, cans of death, boxes from hell, electrified light tube, power tools, Jeff Hart versus Cornbread. That's the champion. That's the champion Cornbread. Yes, Cornbread was their champion. He, him and Jeff Hart, I would say, are falling to that mentally challenged list. Um, and that's not me making fun of them at all. I just think it's kind of bad that they exploit these guys. You know, oh, for sure. I mean, you got two guys that are disabled wrestling. Yeah, I'm like in no means like saying anything bad about them because I'm not. I feel bad if I was a family member. I mean, to these guys, they might be having a great time, maybe. So I get. I I don't know. I mean, this might be a dream of theirs, but I just kind of feel like with the commentary, they're exploiting them. I'm not super familiar with ten dollar wrestling or fight out. I've heard about it, but I've never really watched it. Up and yeah, the green solo cup guy is the one that wore the green body condom. Yeah. I was really interested to see Gorgeous Gary. Yeah, he was in. Uh, he was in. He wrestled in IWA <laughs> in the last. Uh, so you want to be no Prince the death matches. Yeah. The last one. Yeah, Gorgeous. Really? Gary, Gorgeous Gary Galaxy. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I think I remember that now. Yeah. Yeah. He wrestled the. So you you have some big country was terrible. Uh, <laughs> Spider was. I like Blaine Evans. Unfortunately, he was stuck in that one match. Ugh. Tracy, Tracy's mother's. The best part of Tracy was when he got on commentary because it wasn't a good match. I mean, <laughs> I, I, it was the weakest chair shots I've ever seen Tracy throwing. He looked like he was tired. I mean, <laughs> he probably it was fucking. No, I'm sure he didn't. He didn't give a fuck. I mean, if you watch the Tracy's mother's chair shots, they were fucking so bad. These chair shots were so soft. I mean, it's like a, it's like a kitten hit him with a fucking chair. It was just fucking crazy. Travis Dykes, um, like Travis too. I ain't gonna say anything bad about him. He's a member of Deathmatch Cult. So shout out Travis, guy who wrestles in Tennessee and been in IWA too. Like I said, you know, and even Spider, Spider's a member. I, I don't really like his style, but I appreciate what he does. I'm not doing it, you know. So. I respect the shit out of that. It's just not necessarily my style, you know? <laughs> While I can say I don't like something, I'm not going to personally like run these guys down like a lot of people do because I respect that they're out there doing it. And there, oh, is, a market, and there is a market for this stuff. It's just not my favorite tournament. And when you want me to review something, I'm going to be honest. Um, sometimes brutally honest. Right. It was just a horrible fucking show. It was terrible. I'm watching a highlight music video on YouTube of it. Ah, that's fucking awesome. 
Oh yeah, boxes, boxes. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. What was it under? Deathmatch Mafia. We can watch it together and talk about it on the on the podcast. That's awful. That's awesome. It's under high. It's on high spots. I just high spot YouTube channel. How, how long? Holy is... fuck! The whole gimmick just fell apart. <laughs> yeah. Oh fuck! It's like they had those those that wood that wood kind of cage deal, and the whole thing just fell apart. I told you, man. It was a. Uh, I think ten dollars is how much they spent on a tournament. <laughs> I, so I wonder what the ticket is for this. What's that? I wonder how much a ticket is for this. Too much. So, ten dollars. Must be ten. You now. Well, there's a bar fight here. Tank and somebody. Chewy, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that match was okay. Oh, the headbutts to hell. Okay, I got the volume off. Sorry about that. My tech guy is no good here. I'm firing him. All right. Jimmy, you're fired. (laughs) Jimmy, the tech guy. These guys are beating the shit out of each other. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking saw. Yeah. Legitimately take it to the head. Yeah, you're on the spider part. Yeah, I'm skipping by there. Spider. Yeah, and Brad Cash with that fucking power saw there. Yeah, and there's Curse Cole. There's some backer. I mean, there were some shots. I mean, there was a pretty weak shot there with fucking Cole and the other guy. Yeah. Oh, shit. Was all right. They had to lit up light tubes and shit. Yeah, there's some spots. It's still pretty horrible. Are you on Tracy yet? With the weakest chair shot ever? It's showing it. Yeah, yeah, I'm right here. It's amazing. Oh, dude, it just showed the guy on the box. He's going to sell it, too. He fell on the fucking box. Was there gusset plates on the block? There's some guy in pink talking to his hand. Now he's showing his titties. Yeah, that's one of the slow people. That's Jeff Hart. Hart. Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Look at all a bear with tights on. I'm hope we don't take. Did you, did you see the garbage can? The plastic garbage can shot. What the fuck? What are they doing in the trailer here? They have like a bear, a school mascot. Oh yeah, I seen that. They're, they're gonna do some shit off a of fucking oh yeah. through a bunch of shit. Yeah. Yeah, that was kind of a cool spot, but oh, there's a couple. I mean, the ending spot with Spider and Chewy, they go through that fucking clusterfuck, is a wild spot. You're probably almost on that. Yeah, I just seen that one off that trailer or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some spots, like I said. It's just there's so many things in between it that are... Oh, that fucking wrestling bear. You see him? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Then the garbage can bump, the plastic garbage can. Yeah, there's some spots, like I said. There's parts of Colt and Terry Houston that were okay. It's just you have to dig through. And there's a lot of... Just hearing $10 wrestling kind of turns me off big time to it. Yeah, the cage is not... It's fucking cheap, you know? (laughs) Yeah, the cage is not very... They have like the, the real small weed eater, too. Tracy, Tracy should not throw chairs. Those are like the softest chair shots I've ever seen. You know what? I think there was gussets on that box. But the box in the ring, there was nothing on. But I think there was oh. gussets. 
There was Jeff Hart taking his shirt off. Looked like he was going to strip his pants down, too. <laughs> There's that plastic fucking garbage can that Terry, Terry Houston sold like a cannon. I don't even know who the wrestling bear is. <laughs> I don't know. Bear. Yeah. So I sold you on it. You're going to go out and buy it? Uh, I, I think the highlight video was good enough. <laughs> good enough. Well, un, unlike unlike Mr. Bucky, if you do want to purchase Deathmatch Mafia, please go to highspots.com and you can purchase it. Or you can go to our good friends at Smart Mark Video. And uh, <laughs> it's definitely out there. So I encourage people to go out and check it out. Um, there are some crazy spots and there's some goofy spots. But hey, Deathmatch Wrestling. Give it, give it a try. And I do, and as for the owners of ten dollar uh, deathmatch wrestling, when you sell one copy, I will expect my two dollars is uh, is doing it. So okay, uh, that's we got our episode here. You know, we'll tape again when you go to some of your crazy shows. Do you want to do a quick shout out to anybody, and we'll uh, we'll get going. Anything you want to talk about? I think we're good. Okay, uh, as always, uh, this is uh, Road Stories with Bucky, uh, episode two. Uh, thanks for our, listening to our silliness and, you know, support ICW. We talked about them in the beginning. A great promotion. Dysfunction, Orin Vedit is doing great stuff up there. Support them. Check out Deathmatch Mafia. It's another promotion, you know. They're doing, you, you'll, you'll love what they're doing. Some people may love it. So check it out. As always, and we will talk to you again. Take care and happy holidays to all of our friends out there. And we are almost off here. Three, two, I'm going to fire this tech guy.